tell me a bit about Auriga and what you're doing at the conference. So Auriga is a software business based in Europe but, but growing globally and um, the reason we exist is to provide financial institutions and other deployers of banking services uh, the technologies to enable them to give their customers the best possible experience across multiple channels. So this event is about branch transformation which by implication is focused at banks who have large branch infrastructure, branch estates, um, in a market where their inclination may be to close those branches because of changing demands. Mm. Uh, there's also an enormous pressure to optimize at least some of the branches um, and the technologies required to effectively optimize a branch network are exactly the kinds of things that Auriga have been providing to our customers for 20 years. So we think this is exactly the kind of event we can contribute to. And what have you been showcasing here? Well, a, a bit of everything because um, each of the vendors has a siloed offering an innovative solution of one kind or another, um, but our solution covers all of the channels. So we've been showing how um, an ATM can become an assisted service device and offer all of the services of a traditional branch teller. So we've been showing an assisted service device. It could be from any manufacturer because our software runs on all hardware. Uh, but it happens in this case to be from Hyacin, uh, from Nautilus Hyacin. Um, we're also showing how that integrates with mobile so that the digital generation can withdraw cash from an ATM or an ASD, an assisted service device, without a card because card mm. isn't their weapon of choice. Um, and how a mobile phone can also be used for a range of other things uh, and also how it can be used so that customers can express their preferences. When I visit a self-service device, I want to see these transactions and not all of the transactions that are on offer. So ASD, assisted service, mobile, tablets, so that in the branch, the bank can reproduce those, those um, customer moments where there's real knowledge of who the customer is and what problems face them. Um, we're also showing our queue management system because the more technology and the less people that are in a branch, the more important it is that the customer has a navigation, a assistance with the navigation through that process, so customer and queue management. Um, and, and finally, um, artificial intelligence. So when you have a platform which manages all of your customers at all of your channels, you have a lot of data about the customer, you have a lot of data about the transactions that they've undertaken, about cash and its uptake and its use and, its, and where it needs to be and about the assets, the physical assets, the devices that you've got in your branches. And all of that information, um, when you apply machine learning to it, banks can make great business decisions and save a great deal of money and increase their, uh, the, the profitability from their relationships with their customers if they use that intelligently. So machine learning is artificial intelligence saying where should I, where does the cash need to be what uh, inventory do I need to have in different branches, what, what hardware and software tools do I need, and what is my customer's behaviour like, and, and what kind of products would they like. Mm. So, short, long answer to a short question, we're showing a bit of everything, yeah. um, and any one of those is considered to be innovative, uh, and our um, pitch, if you like, is that we're able to deliver all of those, and we already do deliver them to customers. And in terms of what the... Uh people from banks come to you and ask what are their what are the main challenges that they see and what are 
maybe the, the trends that, that they're not seeing that you think that they should be focused on? Yeah, very good question. I mean, uh, banks are, are large organisations with siloed responsibility, and so uh, any individual from any large bank tends to have a, 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 a not a narrow view, that, that's demeaning, but, but a view only of, of those things that they're managing or that they influence. So it may be that we're talking to the people who manage the branch estate, and their interest is how can they um, preserve and protect this asset, which is a, a bricks and mortar asset, mm -hmm. and give their customers the best possible experience? And is there something that they haven't thought of that will um, bind the customer loyalty and, and uh, if you like, um, build on the asset that those, those banks have got, which is their customers? But they're also looking at costs, because the cost of maintaining a branch network is one of the reasons that branch networks are, are diminishing. So how can they more cost-effectively deliver the same services? How can they sweat the asset of the branch? So our clients, for example, are using video teller attached to uh, unattended devices to turn branches into 24-hour operations, which means that they're doubling the productivity of those branches. And we have case studies where that's exactly the case. So how can they spend less money on the asset? How can they generate more revenue from the asset? How can they make the um, risks and rewards of ownership of these assets better? So um, typically banks are buying hardware and software from the same vendors and are challenged uh, in terms of how they then manage those relationships but also those assets. And we offer an independent solution which means that the same software can run in any piece of equipment and that very much reduces the complexity of managing an estate of devices and the cost and the risk. And finally, we, our architecture is cloud-based, and so a lot of the questions we're asked is, how can I get my ATMs into the cloud? Because the ATM has for too long been um, a, a device through a wall which is attached to a proprietary network, uh, divorced from everything else that the bank does, uh, and actually we, we are able to deliver it as, a, as another cloud-based digital service, just like mobile, just like internet banking. Um, and share the services between the channels so the customer experience is similar. And, and, and again, that's what banks are asking us. How, how can we create an environment where whatever channel our customer wants to use, they can use, that the experience they get is common um, and it is relevant, and we can do that using the assets we've already got. Um, those are the kinds of questions we get asked. Mm. I spoke to someone yesterday who said that they think loyalty is, is dead, basically, and they will go, customers will go wherever they can get the best offering. Do you think that's something you agree, you'd agree well, with? Speaking as a consumer, I don't know who, who made the statement, but speaking as a consumer, it's a, it's a bit rich because what we know is that in, in financial products, uh, our loyalty is not rewarded. We know that car insurance uh, increases disproportionately if you show loyalty, that um, utility bills from utility companies uh, costs increase if you don't change your supplier, switch your supplier and there are organisations that were built in order to help people solve the problem of being too loyal. So it's a bit rich to say that, that loyalty is dead because it's the service providers that maybe are killing loyalty. Customer loyalty can be killed by that kind of mechanism but, but actually it can be built and, and that's what these technologies are about. By recreating the the glorious old days of being in a pre the presence of a trusted provider who knows you, knows your preferences, and is flexibly allowing you to access your funds and their products 
in a way that suits you. Uh, and, and I'm not suggesting that banks of uh, legacy banks and, and banks of the generations have always got it right. But what they have done by automating and digitizing services is they've brought themselves further and further away from the customer in the search of efficiencies. And so this mix of human and and uh, digital experience, which is allowed by things like assisted service devices, brings back the the human interface, brings back the customer loyalty. And while um, no two consumers behave in the same way, they are more likely to behave in a loyal way and shop more with a service provider if the service provider meets all of their needs. Uh, and if we look at the new entrants, the new fintechs that are coming in, and China, the Challenger banks, the, the Star Starlings, the Monzos, uh, and, and lots of people of, of all generations have those cards in their top pocket. But it remains a limited offering. It remains a part of a bank. It remains, it meets only some of your financial requirements. Uh, and so, if you don't, as a as a legacy bank with a branch infrastructure, use all of the knowledge that you have in the customer and all of the technology you've deployed and all of the advantages you have, then yes, loyalty will diminish. But if you do use them effectively, then I think we can not rely on loyalty, but we can create loyalty uh, and bank, banks can become more profitable and more productive as a result. In terms of future-proofing, how can you ensure that, because technology is evolving so quickly, how can you ensure that in five years' time, everything you've done to kind of redevelop, how can you ensure that that isn't irrelevant in five years? invert the question slightly because the temptation is to chuck stuff away yeah. so because Generation Z don't visit branches or don't use cash, they, they pay each other person to person, they use contactless, they use phones instead of cards, the temptation is to chuck a lot of things away so, so really I think the challenge is not investments made today becoming irrelevant, it's, it's having to reinvest in things that you already have so if you dispose of a capability um, too soon because, yeah, sure, Generation Z don't want it, but the millennials and older um, consumers may still want it. If you get rid of it too soon, you do a number of things. You invite in your competition because they've also got a mobile app. It's probably better than yours. Um, you um, take away a, a strength and an asset forever um, because it's much more expensive to replace it than it is to maintain it. Um, and therefore, and of course, with events like you know, the UK's TSB losing its mobile banking capability, um, you can turn off your bank if your only, if your only um, channel is, is the one that the, you know, the new generation want. So I think um, the protection of investment is about money they've already spent and software like Origas allows them to continue to use the assets they already have, whether it's NCR, ATMs or assisted service devices from one of the other vendors like Glory or GRG or Chima or uh, higher sun. Their customers bring your own device, uh, their smartphones can also be, be used to the bank's advantage. So if you've got an intelligent software infrastructure, you'll make them, you'll optimise the use of the investments you've already made. If you don't turn things off before you should, then those investments are protected and, and in my view the worst thing that can happen is that banks close branches and then seek to, um, to go back into that community with an alternative service which will be more expensive in the short term. But yes, you know, deployers, banks, financial services providers you know, need to look at investments very carefully and partly that means don't keep doing the same old things you used to do. Don't spend all of your money with the same 
types of organisations you've dealt with in the past. Don't put all of your eggs in one basket. Look at the benefits of, of independence, of multi-vendor software, of different digital channels, and especially look at the architecture uh, and the, the, the potential of the architecture to save you money uh, by being a, just a different model than the legacy model that applies to branches and to, and to old digital channels.